0: Hey, I'm Angela D. That's D. what D. I love Mr. Mallard. Uh joined me as always uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go?
1: So the point being is good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen, and we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between
0: Are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to be beat?
1: I didn't do my homework this week.
0: It's Tuesday night. We are live here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. Divots and Pivots with you to break down the farmer's insurance and everything happening in the golf world. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. As always, Bud Copeland joins me to my left. How are you tonight, Bud? As I do my left and rights, you're on mute. Hot start coming out hot.
1: No. I had a, I had there, you are, there you are. I had this beautiful play right from the uh, that little intro there, where I say I didn't do my homework this week. I did do my homework this week, and part of that homework is finding out that Nick Dunlap did not do his homework this week. I don't know if you caught that press conference where somebody asked him, "Do you have homework tonight?" He goes, "Yeah, not going to do it though." I love his little southern ball. Uh, morale's high, dude. I think, I yeah. think that as of this moment, everybody did doom and gloom has taken over society and it really bugs me that it's not even like people aren't even bitching about the glass being half empty. They're bitching about what's inside the glass, the what's the glass made out of, you know, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum, ad infinitum. And part of that, I think golf got sucked down that hole because of uncertainty. John Rom goes to live. Now do they, are they going to make a deal? Yada, yada, yada golf's in a terrible spot. You know, the PG, this is going to be, I think we're going to look back at this as kind of the beginning of the end of all that nonsense because this win just crossed so many different—I don't know what you want to call—barriers, boundaries. You know, if you want to go down the list of first amateur in thirty some odd years to win on the PGA Tour, you know, since Lefty did it in the desert, think, right? only, only the eighth guy to do it all time win on the PGA Tour, uh, <clears throat> or since 1940. Sorry, excuse me, because you get back into the early teen years and it's a whole different game. And, and I think it shows just, uh, it, unfortunately I'm going to eat some crow on this one, but I think that what Rory said a couple weeks ago about a global tour, this is a symptom of that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, I'm, I'm in a great, I'm in a great mood. I think that it's a wonderful time of year to be talking about golf. I love this yeah. tournament Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit intrigued to see, you know, where it goes in the next five to 10 years. And it has nothing to do with the title sponsor, but it has to do with the shape of the PGA tour and what is going to happen. But in the moment, uh, I think, I think we're in a good spot. And uh, you know, especially with live just around the corner, Maya you know, coming up in a couple of weeks, I keep getting hit with Facebook and Instagram ads and shit, trying to pump this thing up. And I'm telling you, man, I just don't, whether it lives or not, I just don't see live actually growing into something that is going to offer kind of a valuable alternative. I think whatever new entity is coming down the pike, that's what's going to take over. And uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. You asked me how I was doing, and I'm sitting over here staring at Nick <laughs> Dunlap, and uh, and I was laughing at the right at the intro, and I'm sure it's going to be sound great just out of nowhere, my cackle. But I didn't notice that the merch came in that our, that our merch was posted. And so, I mean, yeah. I got mine. I got my morning. Oh, so you got your mug
0: I, I think my sweatshirt is coming tomorrow. So you got the, you got the first one. It looks uh, good though.
1: It looks good. It feels good. Um, it is good. It's morning wood. Uh, you'll see, <laughs> you'll, you'll see morning wood pop up here and there throughout the show on the social medias. Yeah. Uh, and, and every once in a while, we'll give you some morning updates sponsored by morning wood. So, there you have it we never get beyond 15 years old with the y chromosomes and uh on with the golf what's first on the docket this week junior where do you want to start we got a lot there was a lot more than just nick dunlap happening in the golf world uh but we can go wherever you want to go where do you want to start off
0: let's start with the news sir And let's do start with Nick Dunlap because I got a question for you. Cause look, obviously the, the, the excitement of this win, as you alluded to already the amateur aspect and 91 was the last time it was done. And and the way he went to where um, he, he kind of bounced back. Uh, I wasn't able to watch much of it uh, for reasons, but you gave me the rundown that, I, that he double bogeyed somewhere along the lines in there. And then he was able to kind of come back and, and, and rein it back in and stick around and, and that shows something that's fun to watch as a golf fan a a young kid stand up to the to what was a pretty good field this was a good field of golfers it
1: it was a solid field especially for not being a quote-unquote signature event necessarily the american express uh it it attracted some some good names up there and he was going toe-to-toe at the end with justin thomas and sammy burns both rider cuppers both big winners both have got pretty solid careers uh, you know under their belt uh, to date if they were to even walk away and what you missed out on a little bit was it was some of the best kind of non-major non rider Cup golf or most exciting storyline. I think we've seen in quite some time, this kid where 54 hole lead, and you kind of just expect him to to crack. You kind of like we talk about that line of demarcation yeah. between, you know, good golfers and these elite golfers and obviously he showed which side of the line he's on because you're right, he dunks one in the water early in the round on 7, he gets a triple bogey there or, uh, and he's able to kind of claw his way back. And then on 16 Buries a birdie to tie the lead. Now, seventeen at PGA West at the Stadium Course is just like the Stadium Course at uh, TPC Sawgrass in the East. Both Pete, both Pete die, both island greens. The only difference is where you got the bulkheads and sawgrass, you've got kind of these rocky outcropping kind of looking things out yeah. at PGA West, but he stands on that tee and he's got to hit first because he's coming off a birdie. Now in that situation, mentally, you, you want to go last. It's just like, you know, in, in football, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and kick off to you because we want, we want a shot later when we know what we're kind of dealing with. And so yeah. he has to stand up there and he just sticks it in the middle of the green ho hum And then Sammy Burns dunks it in the water. And all of a sudden this kid's got a two shot lead going into 18 and he makes the most, and again, 18 out there in the West looks similar to the East. You got water on the left. You got to deal with, and he makes one of the most do not go right swings I have ever seen (laughs) in the history of golf and fair enough. He's got nothing but room over there. And it's not, you know, he's not all he's got to do in his mind. He's like, he's got a two shot cushion. I mean, he can, you don't ever think bogey, but it's nice to know that kind of comfort block is that blocks it out. Right. Second shot. You know, he's got a little bit of a hill to deal with 195 plus and he's got to get it up quickly. He blocks that out to the right. And for a moment, it looks like it's going to get lost in the gallery up in the hills and the mounds. And then out of nowhere, it just, it did not. I, now there was no collusion there. Nobody kicked it. He didn't get any help, but cause yeah, it, yeah. it happened way too, it happened way too fast. It just comes out of the crowd and now it's sitting green side and his up, his, his short game has been just incredible. All week, and he's staring at this thing. But as he's walking up, eighteen, Bazadenhote, your guy, I know you Christian. love him. He he kind of looks like. It, well, we need to do a side by side. I wish I would have brought this up earlier. He kind of looks like <laughs> the evil guy from Minions, who uh, you know wears oh, yeah. all the all black with the pointy nose. No offense. I mean, no disrespect, Gru, but that's kind of reminds
0: to, me of. He turns out to be the hero. Let's, let's oh, does a nice he? Guy. He's
1: yeah, three year old. I should probably watch it. He. He birdies 18. He's only one shot back. And I'm sure he's thinking to himself, all right, now, now the pressure's on this kids, you know, over there and he puts it up there to five feet, nine inches. And I guess his caddy was like, listen, your mom can make this putt. He's like, it's inside left all day, you know, just that kind of thing. But when it, it dropped, I think the entire golf universe got tilted on its axis one degree. We're living in a new world. And just like you see it in other sports, you see it in the NFL with these quarterbacks. Now these rookie quarterbacks and the, the franchises want to get you in that rookie contract. How much can we squeeze out of you before we have to pay you Josh Allen money and get and not get Josh Allen results out of you. You know, we want Pat Mahomes try to talk, talk, uh, football, but you see these kids are coming out. They're ready. Gordon Sargent's going to be the next yeah. one coming out. We're talking about Ludwig a bear, who I think is going to probably have a good week and I'm, I'm going to put him in my emergency nine hint hint just mm-hmm. because uh, of that kind of name brand recognition where he's only been on two or five minutes and he's won a Ryder cup and he won mm-hmm. uh last, last fall at the RSM. Yeah. So it, it was a, it was a big freaking deal and uh, the kid does not get his 1.5 million dollar paycheck. I was explaining to my roommate why he doesn't get paid. She thinks it is the mm-hmm. dumbest thing in the world, and I agree with her at this point. the The blurred lines with NIL and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think if these kids are fortunate enough to receive one of these sponsors' exemptions, we'll talk about this week's sponsor exemption later. I think you should be able to cash in on it. it you know, yeah, amateur is
0: part of the prize pool. Go for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, in these rare one offs, I don't think you should be able to play the tour and then go play the Walker Cup, but we, can, we yeah. can. So Nick Dunlap, first one to do it in 30 years in the desert. Sorry you missed it. There was a good social media thing. I know, out there. Yeah. Sprinter Van with the team. They they were watching it live and they all went nuts. Uh, his coach so, was there with the, the milkshake and uh, the story just keeps continuing with this kid.
0: So the more recent news on Nick uh, Dunlop is that he's uh, pulled out. He's re- withdrawn from the mm-hmm. farmer's insurance this week. He originally yeah. was set to play it. Um, and it, just a super quick question on this, because I, I, I see it from both sides. Obviously he wants to enjoy this win. This was a high emotion, high octane kind of moment for him. I'm sure he needs some time to recover and, and um, get back on track and kind of take it in and enjoy it. But at the same time, this is a very rare opportunity for someone, him, him someone as young as him on the PGA Tour, to kind of get a chance to – experience the the follow-up to a win and to get that experience of in having to bounce back and get yourself back on track, back focused into playing the ne- a week after winning a tournament. Do you think that is a good enough reason for him to actually play the tournament to, to get that experience? Or do you think I'm just completely putting too much emphasis on this experience that not a lot of guys get to have on the PGA Tour and get to learn from?
1: I think all this did was speed up a timetable for a kid like him. I think the I think mm-hmm. the reason he dropped out of the Farmers is because he's getting ready for the Masters, uh, at this point. And so sure. I think he, he might even be looking at because here's the thing: and he's going to that play win,
0: Masters the century. Like he's got a few tournaments but, now for filling up his year.
1: But he has to accept membership. He has to actually kind of turn pro, accept the membership. And the way it works is, once you win, you get you get you're exempt on the tour for the rest of that year and the following year. Now, Mm -hmm. because he's an amateur, this kind of comes with an invitation for membership. And then that kind of activates all of these signature events. You know, the majors he's already, the two of the majors he's already in because he's the reigning USAM champion. um, But this would probably get him, you know, well, sorry. So if he goes when he does decide to go pro, then that's what, that's what happens. And now if he wants to go back to Alabama and, 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 and play more college golf, you know, go get him, but I don't think he's going to, I think all this is doing. It's like, you know what? Why am I going to go? I got nothing else to prove as an amateur. Now, why not just go home, talk to my team, talk to my team, meaning both Alabama and whoever's going to run his personal kind of, uh, world business entities, et cetera, ad nauseum. And just get this squared away because if he, if he gets his ducks in a row, obviously his game's in shape. We could see him at the players. We could see him in Augusta and then on down the line. And who knows? It's a President's Cup year. He could be wearing red, white, and blue as a professional later on, too.
0: Yeah. So, you, so you, just, okay. So, and that makes sense. I, I just, it was a thought I crossed my mind earlier. That was like the, like the young guys don't often get this chance to, to learn a lesson, like what it's like a, to turn around quickly this early in their career. You know what I mean?
1: I, I yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But, but also he, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. But I think he's going to want bigger, to do, though, is what than you're that. saying. Yeah. I think he yeah, literally needs want- to go back and, when he laughed about I'm not going to do my homework. I was like, bro, you're not going to do homework again. I mean,
0: yeah, you don't know.
1: (laughs) He could be one of those guys like Tim Duncan famously finished at wake forest uh, before, or, you know, he actually got his degree. That was part of his whole deal. Um, A lot of guys do that, but he can also, he was homeschooled as a kid. He uh, he's kind of used to obviously managing his shit. He's 20 years old and he's pretty, he's pretty well squared away. So I don't, I don't think that I don't think the farm, the, I mean, for in his brain, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll miss this one. Cause I'm guaranteed the next two, if not more, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue. Yeah. And that's only if the farmer sticks around, we were, we know it's not going to be the farmers next year, but this tournament, it's Not anymore. That, we'll talk about the history about it later. So, uh, yes, yes Nick Dunlap, we've beaten that dead horse, but 14 yeah, minutes on Nick Dunlap, but it was a once in a I generation <laughs> thing. I do want to reemphasize that how rare this yeah. is, you know, like we say, lefty back in 91, 92, somewhere in there. And, um, it just doesn't come along, but I think the shri- I think we're shrinking that gap between raw, you know, raw kind of can't can't hang there mentally, you know, don't, don't really know how to win. But this kid's won everywhere, and the more opportunities they're given, I think we're going to see one or two more. I heard somebody last year that predict that we're going to see an amateur win a major in the next five years, and I mean,
0: look wild. at what That'd we just awesome.
1: saw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not too far fetched. it hey, was.
0: There was it's it wasn't a major field, but there were I mean Cantlay, Sh- Xander. There was there was names in this field that uh that he beat out that is definitely worth noting. Uh, another name though, where some of the other guys uh, big on the tour were was uh was with Rory over in Dubai for the the, the Hero uh, Classic. Uh, Rory comes out and he's down to Sam Burns most of the weekend. He Rory comes out uh, pulls it together on Sunday and uh, closes out for a back-to-back win, his fourth time winning. Uh, at the Dubai Desert Classic. Uh, this is officially his tournament. <laughs> it feels like, I mean, it's it, he's crushing it and he's showing out for Boston Common Golf. Yes, we're going to, every now and then, we are going to talk about Boston Common Golf because Rory is on that team and he uh, he's showing out for that. I saw a big social media post. Uh, and I'll say this the TGIL teams, or they are TGIL. TGIL. NIL, TGIL I was thinking of the NIL deals in my head. The TGL teams, uh, they're doing this right. They said, okay, look, we're, we're stuck with this. This lapse of where uh, we're not able to play like we thought. Let's just, you know, raise up and cheer for the guys that are on the teams out in the tour. And so I love what they do. And I saw that it reminded me that Rory's on the team. So good for that. Rory crushing it over in Dubai, though. Uh, big deal for you that it's back to back. Is that like a big deal? Or is this a little huge, different because huge, of the tournament? It is
1: huge deal. And I think just because we saw something historic over here, it's hiding the fact that Rory is playing some incredibly freaking good golf right now. Um, yeah. I, if I, you know, he's got to be, if not, I I, if we, I, don't have the odds for the masters in front of me, but he's got to be top three, if not number one right now, I'm sure John Rahm is still sitting at number one, Scotty Scheffler, but Rory's got to be top three. I think the bigger deal here is it's because of Rory, a guy like Rory winning these tournaments, uh, you know that has continued, you know, they talked about Ernie Els. That's the record that he broke. Ernie Els had the record for the most hero Dubai desert classic wins. Now it's Rory mm-hmm. and it's, it's his, it's his fourth of this tournament. It's fourth it's block. sixth in Dubai. You know, he's got 38 total wins as a pro and six of them have come in this spot that has been trying to plant a flag in the game of golf with the DP world tour, kicking off their season down there mm-hmm. and ending their season a lot, you know, down there. Uh, and it just, it, it's going to be interesting because we'll, will what will it look like with this new entity with the pif and the pga tour they're calling it pga tour enterprises this private this private just money you know money bag what are they going to try to develop out of it and i do think that with rory saying the things he said recently about needing an elite global tour um these wins do mean a yes. lot. And, and so that's why I think it's pretty significant that he goes over there every year and he seems to always walk out of there either with a win uh, or
0: a high showing. But outside of that, I mean, let's say,
1: who, who is he going toe to toe with there?
0: It was Sam Burns at the end, or at least it was Sam Burns, at least on Saturday. I get, like I said, I wasn't able to watch too much on Sunday, but
1: Tommy, um, Tommy, Fle- Tommy, Fleetwood, Tommy fleet. Who, was in it as well. Rory yeah. was so, if Tommy wins this, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I mean, Tommy's won on the DP yeah. World Tour. It'd be a bigger deal if Tommy came over here and won, which I think we'll see soon. Uh, so yeah. shouts to Roar is you know, good for him. I think it was kind of a cool story, but I think the bigger deal is look out for him at Augusta.
0: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And, and yeah, you alluded to this. We, we could touch on it quickly. Rory's comment this week about having a kind of a world global, like champions tour if you, is the way they describe <laughs> it, like in, in the soccer universe and, and over in Europe. Uh, the European Champions Tour so hey i'm not against it um is it it's loosely think- the way we already kind of have the world the the world of golf structured just without the actual structure of being relegated to different tours that's really the only thing that would change but you know clubs play and soccer clubs play on the different leagues If they club league the champions league whatever they bounce around so it's, it's i don't think much would change if that would happen other than we'd have this fun kind of ladder system that I, that i'm i'm all right with
1: no, I think that's I think it's inevitable. And I think that's what he's hinting at is that um mm-hmm. outside of the majors, the major I think it's gonna be the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour are gonna remain, and there's just gonna be this kind of series, kind of like they have the Rolex series, you know, or the yeah, for-, uh, for the DP World Tour, which is just this like random assortment of five tournaments throughout the year that just have a little more money behind them. There's a separate points mm-hmm. race for it, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that's what he was hinting at is like, just create another one of those. We, 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 we got a bunch of smart people. We can factor things in now. Um, I still think that live as, as the way it's structured and played and delivered, It, it's, it doesn't hold a candle to this shit, you know, 72 holes, four days. I don't let them, let them wear shorts. Great. Let them wear shorts and let them opt in or out of music. Who gives a fuck? But the quality (laughs) of play and the girthiness of these fields and some of the depth that you get simply outweighs when you get an all-star team together that plays an exhibition match 10 times a year. Yeah. No, I
0: agree. So that's, that's what we got. It's going to, it's going
1: to, it's going to end with a global tour. And I think it's going to look something like, like you just said, like a champions league where, all right, you know, a certain percentage depending on what however, however many majors your tour has under its belt or the average world tour ranking or golf ranking, you know, that's the number of players that you get to send and you have your own little, you, and you get to determine who you send, but you get so many spots. Uh, but I thought one thing. one thing that I just want to bring up about the Rory comments, then we can move on. He, one of the examples he got, Give, Jesus, what's wrong with me? <laughs> one of the examples he gave was how cool would it be? to see the top 50 in the world or 70 in the world show up for a huge tournament in India. And I didn't yeah. think that that's where he was going with that final destination when he was starting to say that out loud. Uh, and, and it really was kind of like, you see how, how big, sports like cricket and even soccer are over in those other cultures and it would be kind of cool to see if you could get maybe some different local flair maybe organically because they behave the way they do it like you know rowdy cricket matches or whatever the hell yeah, or like sure. Serbia with their basketball i don't know i've seen that video now uh brother yeah. i played in serbia and it's like nuts they're shooting <laughs> off fireworks maybe organically that's what they deliver or maybe they maybe it's a whole different flavor but i i'd be down for I'd be down for, you know, eight, taking this signature event calendar and just making it a global affair. And and so that yeah. you think about it between that and the majors, you're going to have the world's best together 12 times a year. Uh, and then let's put a cherry on top, let them have like a two week. And then we have got the Ryder Cup every other year and the President's Cup. So my cup runneth over if we go this direction. But I think, uh, I think yeah. that's where it is going. It's inevitable.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the biggest point that I heard you make is the whole leaning into the culture. You heard a point in that? <laughs> leading into the culture organically because i do think that is the ones one of the spots where live has missed the mark here where they're going to all these global places they're trying to tell they're going to australia golf and whatnot but they they force it they force the the, the party scene they for they i'd like to see it leaned into more of the culture naturally organically so i love that thought there That's real a fast good get point. Something, oh you're just pointing out okay um Let's get into something else, a big hat. Look, there's another big story this week that we can't pass over, but uh, Lydia Ko, LPGA Tour, gets her 20th win. It's been a little while for her. I guess the biggest question here that I have for you, because you're m- well more versed on the LPGA Tour than I am myself, has Lydia Ko cemented a Hall of Fame status uh, once her career is over here, or, or does she still have work to do? Because 20 career wins um, and you know, doing it the way she's she just did it this, this week coming back, and that's, that's pretty impressive.
1: So the women's hall of fame actually works on a point system. And I mean, in my mind, she's definitely, she, you know, on paper, she's earned it with the number of wins rookie of the year, uh, scoring trophy in 21 and 22. She's, she's Lydia co has just been kind of, she kind of did a Jordan speed for a while there. And this is her coming up for air, getting her 20th win yeah. gives her her 26 points. You need 27 points to get into the, the LPGA hall of fame. And part of those okay. 27 points is you have to either be a Rolex player of the year, Uh, have won a major or have won, I think it's the Vare is how it's pronounced, or the Vare Trophy. Uh, Basically, they're kind of like scoring trophy. And those are worth Mm -hmm. two points each. Every other LPGA Tour win is worth one point. So with her 20 wins, you start doing the math, it adds up. She's got 26. And so um, I think it's really cool. I think it's a low-key... it's it's a low key story to follow in in the overall year. You've got Rose Zhang, is kind of still the the hot up and comer right now. Nellie Cord is always yeah. a fan favorite, and they just released. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the Capital One the Match just announced the next the match is going to oh, be. I haven't be, seen it yet. Yeah, this like literally a couple hours ago. It's going to be Lexi Thompson and Max Homa against Rose Ooh. Zhang and Rick and uh, Rory McElroy. now here's why i will tune into this because youtube golf is absolutely taking not taking over nothing's going to take over especially well even when we saw from something like the american express or what we might see at the farmers
0: yeah but they can't be ignored it can't be ignored anymore no. It's here to stay it,
1: yeah absolutely i mean there's it's, it's it's a wonderful way to experience the game and it's a very accessible and user-friendly way to experience the game you know later on this year look out for some content from us i'll be down at the u.s open uh the week that week in pinehurst and i'm going to be might be taking a peek at tobacco road and a couple other places down there that are mm-hmm. uh, kind of those cult cult favorites so anyway but like that these youtube guys have opened a uh <coughs> A Pandora's box in the golf world that we just can't put it back together and they can't be ignored. And so, this, so I can get that kind of accessible golf on YouTube. I want to see these professionals go head to head. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady with Phil Mickelson. And I don't sure. want that anymore. I want this. They used to do it. Shell's wonderful world of golf. The other night I was sitting there watching the 1994 match with Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. And I was like, Oh shit, look at this. These two guys in their fifties, they're, 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 chopped, they're busting each other's balls. They're already over the hill, but they're, they're still grinding it out. So I am super excited. Somebody already commented online. Uh, basically I don't see any way that Max Homa and Lexi Thompson take this one. And I'm thinking to myself as brother, all it takes, like the line of demarcation between Max Homa and Rory McElroy is not as thick as you think on, I would say if those two of them go out there head to head, maybe 60, 40 Rory and, and that could even, you never know. We saw Max yeah. get hot. If they're playing on the West coast, like they are this week, Max is the yeah. California kid. So um, I look for the next Capital One, the match coming in February, but I thought that was cool because I'm, I'm also excited to see. I know we, I know Lexi Thompson's got personality from her social media presence, and she's been around. She's been in the golf world since she was 12 when she qualified for the U.S. Open. Uh, We all know Max Homa; he's first team, all social media Mm -hmm. right now. Everybody knows Rory McIlroy; he's a very public figure. Rose Zhang is the one that I'm just like I'm so curious to find out what kind (laughs) of like. Like what kind of person is she, is she going to, you know, is she, is it going to feel forced if she's, you know, busting somebody's chops or is it going to come organically? So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Lydia co back in the scene and I'm excited about tuning into the LPGA tour this year. So look for more of that on divots and pivots.
0: I'm excited about Nate, our friend Nate from Acorn Hills, jumping in the Instagram chat over there. It uh, says, we're looking great. And he says, hashtag bud for president U.S. So <laughs> love that. We, uh, we're not really set up to get Instagram comments up on the screen at this time, but I uh, just want to make sure I shout out to you all. Thanks for joining us. Fire Nate. the intern. Well, that's more of a software issue. But anyways, <laughs> let's. <laughs> We, we we can uh, probably grab one more news story here real fast. Um, and it, it's probably gonna be a quick one because we do not want to keep boring you with our thoughts on live. You all know what they are. Uh, apparently there's some rumors that Teryl Hatton and Tommy Fleetwood are being looked at. at Liv. And uh, look, we're gonna keep getting these rumors until they happen. I'm not gonna really put much thought into them. The one question that this did bring up for me though is that because of Teryl's Alignment with the TGL yeah. and Boston Common Golf. Mm-hmm. Do you think if he did go to live, is that going to be a line in the sand where he will be removed? Yes. Do you, do, you, um, do you see that going? I mean, because I feel like 1 million, that might 1, 1 I don't think it should, but I feel like it would.
1: TGL is a direct competitor with live in the sense that it's the team golf approach and you've got the, they're in bed with the PGA tour and tiger and roar. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it would be uh, as acrimonious as it might've been say, you know, eight, nine, 10 months ago. Look at these Bobo ass headphones coming apart. But uh, it would definitely be (laughs) a, it would definitely be a thanks for coming. Depart, nice departure gift. The thing, the reason I put this in the rundown was because it's it, Xander followed up with the guys on foreplay with an interesting comment earlier today um because the the story that was out there was okay here we go because we had it was Ricky Fowler a couple weeks ago it was Tony Feeney now a couple yep. of weeks before that now it's Tyrrell and Tommy and uh one was emphatic about apparently not like I'm here I'm I'm, I'm good to stay and the other one was kind of like you know not right now I'm happy with what's going on but you know we have conversations I've had conversations you know that kind of thing and yeah. the and w- what Xander said was kind of interesting he goes when you hear somebody pledge fealty, I'm not going anywhere. He goes, I am ar- I already think they're gone. And it was funny <laughs> to hear from somebody, from an insider like that about like how skeptical yeah. they are. And he didn't say it even, even like a bad way. He's almost just like, yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the number one thing. It's like in the world of football, when an athletic director publicly states, coach is our guy and we're not firing anybody. And then like on Monday morning, they've let go coach Jim Bob. Uh, so Liv is dying to stay in, stay relevant. I am dying to know who is starting these rumors uh, because more of them are turning out not to come to fruition than are. It it usually feels like we get blindsided by live deflections. There's only been a handful that was dangling out there. Cam Smith famously after winning the Claret jug. And then he had to kind of bat him away. Brooksy, same thing. So I just think this, this is some inside, you know, kind of trying to get, get some headlines. Uh, and that that was kind of all with the live there, because you're right, they're not going anywhere, but doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean they uh, need to stay here. And uh, we yep. should take a quick break before we really i've got I've got feelings about fashion.
0: Yes, I know you do. Let's hear from Underdog real fast. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with best Ball. What is best ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades no waivers it's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger you simply have to sit and win you don't even have to set your lineup always get your best score every week just enter a contest draft your team and underdog will do the rest what could make this even better how about free money up to 100 dollars using our exclusive promo code Go online now and use the promo code D-I-B-P-I-B to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread Center. Good girl. And just as I promised in the TikTok video, fashion will be the next topic. And look, I think this is honestly the third show out of the four that we've done so far to start the year. where we mentioned Tiger's clothing line or a clothing line or whatever. The fashion is just now becoming a staple of the show, is it or is it not? Especially when you're wearing such fire product like the Acorn Hill stuff you got on.
1: Listen, I will say real quick. This is the most comfortable. So there's different classifications of hoodie in the world. Um, we, we're even seeing the golf hoodie now—that kind of athletic material. Uh, yeah. There's definitely the very lightweight, almost uh, dry fit material like you can get from Acorn Hills. Then there's like t-shirt hoodies. Then there, then there's these like comfy hoodies. This is not. This is not necessarily a. I don't. I wouldn't say this is like a workout hoodie. You could go for a hike in it, maybe. But this is absolutely like wearing a hug. And I think that you really, you got to go over there and get yourself a be brave hoodie. And this is what I was chatting with Nate the other day. And I was telling him, I listen, I don't, the color schemes irrelevant. Just pump out more of this. It's not irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It actually looks, I like this nice, this nice color right here, but the be brave hoodie, you got to get yourself one, but in the fashion world, there was Malbon golf. I want to start there. Yeah. Malbon golf or Malbin, Uh I don't know if it's Malbon. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Malbon. Jason day goes to Malbon. They get on our radar. It's bag, it's a little baggier. It's almost like uh, almost looks kind of like 1980s bowling gear at some points, but uh it's a little baggier look. Then all of a sudden Charlie Hall from the ladies' side comes out, she's team Malbon, and then I see that the American Express at the Amex this week, the merch tent they had 65th anniversary merch that was created by Malbon Golf and mm-hmm. the the guy the the people over at malbon are even just saying like listen yeah we are an upstart we are new and we're trying to get in front of um <clears throat> we're trying to get in front of as many eyes as we can we saw this opportunity to partner with the american express on the 65th anniversary and so it's a it's a pretty cool they, they've got a they've got a nice vibe to them i i mean I'm, i would not turn down some free shit i would absolutely kind of you know give you an honest review you know right here on the show for sure but um Balbon golf. And I think we're going to see more of these, you know, trolls golf or, you know, bogey boys golf, everybody, you know, the yep. Murray, I I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see William Murray golf, you know, the Bill Murray line. I'm waiting to see that on the PGA tour here soon. You see it in all the pro shops, but I'm talking about like, if any of these, if any of these one-offs, because that was the, uh, that was the one fashion story I needed to get in there because what, what did they do? What did they do with Tiger? This,
0: I, <laughs> it's
1: so bad. So,
0: I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought it. And, real fast, uh, yes, Chris, we are back. Thank you for the shout out. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought this when I saw the, 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 the Sunday Red logo. First of all, the Sunday Red, we all know what Sunday Red is. Um, to me, it's a phrase. A description. It is not the name of something. Um, I so I'm for I I fell off right away with the name. I I like Sunday Red to be something else, not this. Like that's that's where I, like... I
1: disagree. That's where I disagree. So, I like the theme and the name of Sunday Red, but you go, you go, The, des- but
0: the designs were like fi- like Woof. the the leaping tiger and with the 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 S-R, like it's just
1: it looks like a pretzel. That's what,
0: that's what they came up with. That was their their, their launch of two counter. You've been with Nike all these years. You made this with Nike and now you're come to us. We love to have you. Here we go. We're going to give you this. We're going to put together some, some deep red golf balls. We're going to sell as well. Ah, just, it feels so cheesy. <laughs> it's just not good. I-
1: I do, So here's where I stand on it. First of all, I, I I disagree a little bit on the Sunday Red thing. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And you are right. We all know who Sunday Red is. And I think that's the point of this. I think it's like, you're damn right. We don't well, even sure. have to say To me, thing.
0: it just doesn't feel like the name of a clothing line, like maybe a series within the clothing line I would get. But like for the entire clothing line, that's where I'm just like, I, ah, but I, whatever. You, you need to hear this at the end of the world for me.
1: I think, so I think that's, I think it's, that doesn't bother me. And I actually really like the whole – so there's two – there's four – if you haven't seen it yet, there's four mm-hmm. different trademarks or four different logos that I guess trademark paperwork was submitted from TaylorMade. Yes. One And it's the phrase Sunday Red is is like the name mm-hmm. of it. But then that's also one of them, which is the words Sunday Red. And then they do it as well with S-U-N and then a space, then day, mm-hmm. and then a space, and then red. Everybody gets it, you know, sun because the sun. Okay, I don't have to go through that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they've got, got the two
1: that. spellings of it all gravy. I don't even mind. They've got this other one that is the acronym SDR and it's kind of in a triangle round a logo. And where I am absolutely furious is whoever greenlit the tiger caricature leaping lizard logo. Because yeah. it looks like it's a cheap knockoff of the jaguar or jaguar logo it looks almost like sure. a pretzel or I mean, maybe some sort of microscope zoomed in on something. It's just, I and mean, it, it, you, you do see it, but I just think you had so many other options. Um, Frank was staring you in the face, the the head cover, but then I also understand that they're trying to, you know, market to a different dem- you know demographic than me. I, I got to yeah. tell you, I wasn't, I didn't necessarily go out of my way to wear Tiger Woods gear before. So, I mean, I'm not doing it now. I'm not doing this out of spite. That wasn't, that's an objective kind of swing and a miss, swing and a miss for me, dog. And I think it's because you can recover. I think you can recover easier with the words if you have a solid logo, because you can just drop them, but that tiger doesn't, that, that yeah. tiger doesn't do it for me.
0: Tiger Hot. doesn't do it. And I'll tell you who you're, I'll tell you who you're mad at, sir. You said you're mad at the person over greenlit this. You are mad at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. We're we're kidding ourselves that we think Tiger Woods didn't have a final say in what these designs were. He may not have designed them himself, but he chose. He 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 picked. He had a say in that. So if you want to be mad at someone, then you got to say you're mad at Tiger Woods because that's he had a hand in it. And yes, I agree. Tiger is um is lame.
1: I'm very much on the record, not upset with Mr. Eldrick Tiger Woods. You can take beef with the big cat if you want. I will retract and revise and say then I am pissed off at whoever included this in the uh, options given to our dear leader. Because this should not have even been on the menu to allow this man to select. So thank you for pointing out the dangerous road I was going down. Uh, Please, Tiger, don't be mad at me.
0: He won't be mad at you. Uh, that's fine. Um, yeah. So, any anything else on Sunday Red? Then, because like I said, it, it is what it is for me. It, it's I preferred the the Tiger Woods the TW logo, like his his other brand, like that. That's cool to me. That's that's sleek. That's nice. Like I I, I like that so much better than what Taylor made's doing here. So it, it was a bit. It was disappointing to me as a whole.
1: I'm God, I I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm such a whore. I'm going to end up changing my mind like the first time I see it on a quarter zip. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then you're gonna wear it and you'll be like, Oh, this
1: is awesome. <laughs> no, I won't wear it. I'll, just, a, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be <laughs> I'll be dripped out in Acorn Hills head to toe, son. It's almost it's almost time for the quarters. That, all right, let's get out of the fantasy world or get out of the fashion world and into the fantasy world, into the farmers <laughs> into the fantasy um, world. And actually a kind of a, a, little, a little segue. Yeah, let's talk there. Torrey Pines. Well, before we yeah, Go well, for. actually getting to Tory Pines, the farmers the this is kind of t- talking about mm-hmm. what we were saying earlier with companies kind of shifting in and out of the golf space. Uh, they're dropping not only their sponsorship of this tournament next year, they're dropping, they didn't renew Ricky Fowler this year. And Ricky was on the record saying like, yeah. sounds to me like they're just literally just they're They're kind of con- not constricting. They're cutting back and they're just cutting golf
0: out of their marketing. Plan he, altogether. he basically said that he. He said outright that he thinks they have a new CEO that's taking them yeah. in, a, in a different direction and, and and downsizing. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Don't read. This is one of those where I don't read too much into it. Um, I am always uh, at fault of that. So I was telling myself, don't read too much into that. This is a strictly business decision in this case. Um but it, uh, I think, it still does speak to the the over, overall kind of world of golf and business right now. So continue. Sorry on farmers. Not and the last time we I'm, called this tournament that tournament.
1: Dun, 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 dun. I mean, originally it was the San Diego Open. <laughs> it's been different iterations of things over the years. It didn't get to Torrey Pines till '68. Uh, doesn't have anything fun in the history of it, like uh, like the Amex with the with the yeah. Bob Hope with the uh, the Amex girls or whatever the hell they were called back in the day. Oh yeah, Bob, the Bob right, Hope yeah. girls. <laughs> that was the thing that struck me the most is that they just had these. You know, the, anyways. So it's a. Yeah. A classic, a classic tournament like this is one of those that I'm curious to see where where it ends up. If we do go with this kind of global mm-hmm. elite tour uh, down the road, is it is the farmers all of a sudden become the new John Deere? Uh, is it, does it become a whipping post? Because the location is iconic. Like I said, it goes back to the '60s with yes. at least you know the partnership with Torrey Pines. And this Torrey Pines South Course is the longest one they play. It's beefy. The rough is usually you mm-hmm. know. Thick for these guys. We know what they do with it uh, for the U.S. Open, but um, it, it, it traditionally takes a solid player to win at this course. You don't you don't have just kind of. Well, I guess you had Luke List a couple of years ago, but he was even running hot at that time. You don't have people kind of come out he of was, nowhere yeah. and, and win here. So I'm excited about it. And of course, one of my favorite things about being on the West Coast is we get to start talking about Poa greens and uh, and how it, you know mm-hmm. it does make but you see the people who can putt on Poa, Tiger famously, you know, California kid, uh, Max Homa, def- the you know, defending champ. He's another one between yep. Ludwig and Max. You can go ahead and mark them in my nine because – Max has shown us what he does when they get out to the West coast. Uh, what's really going to be interesting is to see if any of the new faces like Ludwig kind of come up or will Zalatoris, Gary Woodland, those guys that are kind of coming back. And we saw, you know, Daniel Berger come back after, you know, the, his hiatus and he finished in the top 40 last week. So uh, it, it th- this is that next step in the tour season. Uh, you know, the AMX brings us over to the continent and I think really the farmers kind of kicks it off. And then we got the Genesis and the Pebble beach right around the corner.
0: Yeah, and getting into the kind of makeup of this course, you mentioned the long rough. You mentioned the POA greens. Um, the weather is going to play a factor this week, not necessarily um, saw, I'm glad you on said the, that. the days of the tournament, but not necessarily on the days of the tournament. But if you've seen any uh, social media or news post right now, San Diego <laughs> is basically underwater. Uh, they they, they get rain like, right four now, like four times a year. Yeah and then when they do this this time it just happens to be you know Tory Pines week and they they're getting a ton of water so this course is going to be um, squishy. It's going to it's going to be wet. Uh, that's only going to so we'll see. I don't know. I haven't heard any rumblings that maybe they cut the rough slightly shorter than they planned on it to try to uh, account for this because if they keep the rough like you said at the length they usually do and thick the rough you're dead. Like, I don't see how you can save power hitting in the rough on this course if they uh, keep it at the normal height and it's as wet as it's expected to be. Um, Bring that up as well. And we'll get to it in more detail when we get to our key three stats. But putting is going to be massive this week. And this is where I have my question for you. I mentioned uh, before we get on the show here to me, a wetter, softer green when it's putting on it. The, is when the flaws come out in your putting game. Is, does that make sense? Because I feel like you need to be a more confident putter to hit a putt on a wet, slower green because of how much force and uh, power you have to get, you know, give the shot compared to uh, a finesse shot on a faster, quicker, you know, smoother green. Does that make sense? Or like, does, does con- yeah, is confidence going to have to play more into effect on a wet green? Uh, or do you get or do you get saved because the ball's not going to run 15 feet past the hole? <laughs>
1: You got it there at the, uh, at the very end. It's actually the opposite because, okay. you, you know, in my experience anyways, a wet green or, you know, a wet green, you can kind of, you can give it a little extra. Cause like you said, you're not worried about it, blasting it too far by, uh, and, and, you know, you can take mm-hmm. straighter lines because a slower green takes a little bit of that breakaway, the faster it is. I mean, that's, that's where you get completely exposed, even from two feet away, a la Scott Hoke in the late eighties, this guy blows a masters. Uh, he had a two foot putt for the win and he misses it. And then Nick Faldo famously ends up taking home the green jacket. So now nah, the uh, I'm glad you texted when you did about the weather. Cause I hadn't even been th- thinking about the weather. I mean, we, we've gone from Hawaii to the Coachella Valley. And then of course, why would it rain in San Diego? You know, it only does once every 50 years. And I guess this is the year for the rain. So that, that does change things up a little bit. And I'm looking down at my, uh, my model and ironically enough, it doesn't change what I would put in, uh, for my key three, which shocker now that we're back in the meat of the season, I've added a fourth, but, uh, it is. It is an interesting thing to watch because you know length is basically. We're already in a long, the longest course they play all year, and then you add to it being wet and pretty soft. You're not going to get a lot of run, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You're, you're really going to not just have to be long, but long and accurate, and then, whew, that does change mm-hmm. the game. So, saying all that said, what do you got for your key three this week?
0: Yeah. So for me. Um... Power fours 450 to 500. You mentioned the course being the longest. Uh, that's true. The majority of these holes are going to fall in that 450 to 500 range. Uh, also, your proximity, your approach shots are all, are mostly going to be 200 plus. Not all, obviously, but uh, the average is going to be 200 plus yards. So proximity 200 plus, um, 450 to 500 power fours, and then to kind of balance that out, I actually like strokes gained short game. This week, uh, I like I said, I think if you are in the rough around the greens, you're going to have to to be good with that, with the, the wedges and, and getting it up and getting it close. So I like the short game play this week. There's got to be a deciding factor to um, to, to kind of balance this thing out. So give me strokes game, short game, 450 to 500 par fours and approach shots, 200 plus ring the you, bell. Sir? Where are you at?
1: Ring the bell on par fours, 450 to 500. You know, I've been harping on how long this course is with. So naturally you got to just be talented with long. You got to be able to hit the fairway and then you got to be talented with your mid long irons. So par fours, 450 to 500. Sure. Strokes gain putting on POA, and I specifically filtered it for POA for the obvious reasons. It does kind of make a difference. So strokes gain putting on POA, Mm -hmm. strokes gain par fours, 450 to 500. Strokes gain tee to green, which takes a little bit of your strokes gain short game, strokes gain short game, say that three times fast takes a little bit of that because it is looking holistically like, how are you just going to be able to get around if you are out of position, who's going to be, you know, not taking a whole stroke or stroke and a half just to get the ball in the cup from the rough. So strokes gain T to green and then strokes gain par fives because the easiest scoring holes on this course are the par fives. So you have to take advantage when you have those in front of you. So there you have it. Strokes gain putting on poet T to green par fives. And then the par fours 450 to 500.
0: I, I like all that, and that all makes sense. Um, look, before we get to our <laughs> our picks to our emergency nine, no, because I gotta ask you, I'm gonna have you give all of your nine picks first, um, because our our model like across here, um, I can I can no longer see my picks, and I forgot to write oh, them shit. down separately before. So, so I'm, you're gonna give your nine, and then I'm gonna reset the model for my stuff, and I'm gonna give you my nine. So hit us with your uh, nine to seven, bud.
1: That's very for, uh, well.
0: Actually, no. What, what am I doing? What am I doing? Before we do that,
1: ah, uh, you know hope. the
0: intern put so much time into the. I can't. I can't leave the intern hanging. I got to let the works be shown. <laughs> the emergency mm-hmm. nine. That's it. That's our, our our weekly rankings for you to to play with whatever fantasy format you play. DraftKings underdog. Um, fan duel, you pick it, your home league with your friends where you're just picking guys who win money. Uh, use these rankings, they'll do you good. But hit us nine through seven.
1: Chef Brian, if you're watching, we love you. Do not let this deter you from the Super Bowl. Uh, y'all oh. it, it'll all it'll all it'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. All right. So, no, 987. Daniel Berger coming back after that long hiatus, 39th uh last week. And that was his first tournament since the twenty nine or the twenty twenty-two US Open. And in his 39th place mm. finish, he gained four strokes on the field, which means game is in form it's in. it's in beyond you know where it needs to be and he's also seventh in my model ludwig a bear Uh, he's 40th in my model, but he's a gut play because he already won last fall, had a kick-ass Ryder cup. And again, he is that he's the next thing. If Nick Dunlap wouldn't have won, we probably still would be talking about Ludwig Hebert as the, the hot young stud, which he is. Uh, and I mean that in the kindest way. And then Keegan Bradley, Keegan Bradley was runner up last year. He got a fourth and a fifth in his history. He plays well at this tournament. He's not ranked high in my model. He's 25th in my model and he's shit putting on POA, but Again, runner-up last year. Familiarity with this, so there you have it: Danny Berger, Ludwig A. Bear, and Keegan Bradley, nine, eight, and seven.
0: And Keegan Bradley is a guy who, uh, when he gets rolling, he gets rolling. We say it all the time: when he pops in a model for us, you, you got to play him because it's—he's a, a very hot and cold player, and he's playing hot right now. So um, I like uh, using your your eye test with Keegan Bradley right now instead of just trusting the numbers. All right, uh, six to four. If I did my math correctly, six to four. Who do you got?
1: Justin Rose showed up at 10th on my model, and Justin Rose won on the West Coast last year at the ATT Pebble Beach. Uh, I do think that he's got another season or two, he's got another win or two before he kind of maybe goes into that like all right, we'll see you at the majors if you get a you know an invite. But Justin Rose, for me, he's still in really good form, and he puts well. He's 16th on POA. So Justin Rose, Colin Morikawa, he won at the Zoso last fall. He was fifth at the Century, and I think he's back and he's dialed in. So he showed up uh, as ninth on my model, so top nine. I'm going to put give him a spot. And then sixth on my model, sneaky good. I tip my hand at this earlier luke list he won here uh two years ago t25 last year seems to be a horse for this course so i'll give luke list some love
0: luke list that's uh someone who if you are playing on drafting 7800 he's a little bit nice lower down on that list for you that price range to make things happen for you all right give us your top three three two one uh give it give him in that order let's end on the top
1: I'm not ashamed to get a little chalky here with Xander Shoffley. He's fourth in my model. First putting on POA, 10th tee to green, 7th, 450 to 500. He's coming off a third and a 10th in his last two starts. So X going to give it to you. Patty Ice is second in my model. Not particularly in the best form uh, to where I would expect him to be. I think you know he usually starts popping this time of year, though. So um, give me some Patty Ice, Patrick Cantlay. And then number one. Like I said earlier, he's the Cali kid. Uh, he won here last year. He's going to win in the state of California again this year somewhere. So Max Homa, come on down. Will you be my
0: prom king? <laughs> I think he would say yes, because uh, he seems like that type of fun guy that he'll, uh, he'll go out there and have a good time with you. Uh, let me quickly readjust the model here because you know how we do. We like to shoot from while, right you're, while you're, while you're read, uh, while
1: you're readjusting the model last year yes. we alluded
0: to it. The um,
1: this is the tournament where there's another tournament going on. So real quick, the way it works at the farmers, the Tory, the Tory Pines public municipal golf course complex. It is a public course. Uh, it's got a North course and a South course. They play the North and the South on Mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday, and then they play the weekend on the South course. Well, on the weekend, the APGA, the Advocates Professional Golf Association, which is a professional golf tour dedicated to the mission of advancing diversity and growth in the game in those areas that have traditionally not had a lot of help or opportunities. And so it's growing pathways to grow the game in a lot of those neighborhoods and communities they do their farmers invitational over the weekend and so when the PGA tours on the south course on Saturday the APGA will have their farmers on the north they'll they'll play the north course and then they'll play vice versa ad nauseum they finish up uh when the pga tour is already done because the pga tour finishes up on saturday they start on wednesday this week so they don't mess around with the uh the conference championship games in the nfl and marcus bird who won the apga farmers last year is actually in the pga tour farmers this year on a sponsor's exemption so shouts to marcus bird good luck to you this year in the field perfect
0: good luck marcus all right let's get into my number nine through seven i'm gonna kick it off number nine michael kim coming in uh he uh, finished t6 at the MX last week i uh, like what he's doing uh, so far early this year he's had top 10 on power force 45500 so i would like to see him continue carrying that and then you said this guy earlier as well colin morikawa for all the same reasons um this is his type of course and i'm going to go back to one of my favorites from last year that i seem to find myself always playing and that's mr adam svensson a couple uh, top 35 finishes okay. and a T5 so far this year. So, uh, Adam Spence in 7,600 if you're playing over at DraftKings. He is number one in approach shots from 200 plus yards so far this year. So, I like that stat there. And then going into my number six, uh, Patrick Cantley as well. I get it. All the same reasons. Uh, I played him last week. Going to be on him again this week. Another guy I've been on, I think, in all the tournaments so far this year, Taylor Pendrith. Um, he's a riskier one though. Cause I feel like I might be catching him on the downturn here. He's been hovering, So Taylor Penrith is a, a risky one, uh, but it's good enough for me. And then Ben Griffin, I feel is, uh, still on that uptick a T nine at the, uh, the MX top 30 Sony open and T eight at the RSM. So, uh, Ben Griffin showing up at top five in both putting and short game, uh, on these Poa greens. And then my top three, do you
1: have Canadian in your heritage?
0: No. Well, I, th- there is th- the French part of me is French Canadian, I guess, technically. So yes, makes
1: sense. Makes sense. Taylor Pendrith, if Adam Svensson, you, Fenton, you, you, you seem to enjoy <laughs> uh, picking our friends from the North. And I like uh, that. I ben. Don't. I like that Ben Griffin call because he, he, was he was on the cusp of being Eric Cole before, you know, Ben Griffin did not capitalize on some of his opportunities. Yes. and Eric Cole continued to, so Ben Griffin, look out for him to pop.
0: Yes, and then my top three, number three here, He's this is another risky one, but I, I like him to show up this week, and that's Sahith Gala because he either shows up or he doesn't uh-huh. show up at all. Uh, and I think that this feels like one of those weeks where he's going to show up. So uh, Sahith um, top ten in most of my categories. And then going to keep riding until I can't, until he gives me something outside of the top 25 finish. Eric Cole, we're going to keep going with him. And then my number one as well, another guy who's just hot right now is Xander. Going back to Xander as well as you were. So uh, my three to one is Sahith, the Gala, like Eric Cole, and Xander Shoffley. And that well, is our emergency nine from both of us.
1: God, I stepped on it too. You were what? landing it so beautifully. Sahithi Gala, another California kid who <laughs> uh who who probably, you know, has some familiarity with this and then of course Eric Cole like you just said, yep. Xander so uh, I like that. I don't I don't I don't see any weaknesses there. So we'll find out. We're going to put that in the hopper. Uh and we'll see it we'll see over the weekend. I've, sure. got a, I've got I've a, got a, I I talked to my connections, my friends over in the other league who his he he built and I love it. I should I got to, I got to read this to you. So <clears throat> if you're wondering what the fuck am I stumbling around about the morning wood will show up <laughs> on the on the social media on the weekends with little updates about who to get excited for, you know, heading into the final days of the BGA tour events and uh, to, to do that, I wanted to create a little tracker and the guy who does my other league has created this thing. And he says, I love this shit. I'm so happy to share and help as much as I can. Cause I said, Hey, how did you do that? I just want to create a much more simplified one that I can pump nine names into every week and you know keep it, keep it yep. going. Uh, he said, this spreadsheet is a house of cards balanced on a pyramid of toothpicks. And so I figured, this is my guy. So we've got the we got the morning wood tracker coming to you this weekend. Uh, stay tuned for more. Find us at go. Divots and Pivots everywhere you can find us.
0: Yeah, let's just say when you see that pop up, you will not be able to miss it. Uh, it's going to be pretty obvious. So, <laughs> so real fast, so before before we land the plane, as Bud always uh, wants me to children. do here, uh, let's tease the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is coming around the corner here. We don't know the matchup yet, but on February 11th uh, here on Fantasy Sports Corporation, we are already planning ahead. We will be having a Super Bowl super show from 9 to 12, Super Bowl Sunday morning. And uh, yours truly, myself and Bud Copeland here, we will be a part of that show with with a segment on food drinks and entertainment centered around the super bowl uh and if you if you know this name uh definitely show up and hang out with us but uh we're gonna have a special guest joining us for that uh mr chef brian duffy you may know him from food network shows from um hgtv shows he was on uh, a bunch of episodes of bar rescue back in the day as well so chef brian duffy he's uh, doing a lot he's of a, stuff traveling he's around a the so- country. he's a solid
1: he's a solid youtube watch as well
0: Yes, he is. So he, he's traveling around the country helping bars, restaurants, chefs all, all over um take their take their, their businesses and their world to the next level. So we are super excited to have him on, uh talk with him and plus all the other stuff the show is gonna bring to you. We got some ex NFL players uh joining for Jeopardy. Uh there's gonna be segments on fantasy, there's gonna be segments on betting and prop bets, and so anything you can think of for Super Bowl Sunday, catch it here, fantasy sports corporation, nine to twelve that morning we'll get you ready for the game as we said that's gonna do it i'm gonna land this plane smooth tonight, no bumps you can unstrap your seat belts because we're gonna come in hot and smooth i'm angela duke this is bud copeland thank you for joining us we will see you next tuesday here on and tennis